Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. Without a doubt, every one of us in here know and understand we are in a very peculiar time. We are in a very peculiar time for the United States of America, for the, the very soul of our nation, the leadership of our nation. We are at a very, very peculiar crossroads that every one of us are aware of. I know the quality of people that sits in this room. I know how you go before the Lord in prayer and in intercession for our country, for this nation. Tonight, I just want to take a few moments to, to direct us and really position us to where I believe God desires for us to be in the midst of so much chaos and confusion and upheaval and conflicting ideas and ideologies and thought. Tonight we want to anchor ourselves with the Holy Spirit. We want to anchor ourselves with the Holy Spirit. Amen. In 2 Timothy, I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation tonight, chapter 3, and I'm going to begin to read in verse 1. Are you there tonight? I'll give you a few more minutes. I hear those pages. It's nice to hear pages turning. <laughs> a lot of people are using their apps and swiping. <laughs> Verse 1, but you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce and difficult for the people of God. People will be self-centered lovers of themselves, obsessed with money. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their own families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander. Wow. Wow. They will become addicted to Hateful and malicious slander. Slaves to their desires, they will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and what is right. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted, and wrapped in clouds of their conceit. They will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of loving God. They may pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power, 
stay away from people like these. Verse 7, it says, they will always be learning but never discover the revelation knowledge of truth. History has given us an example of this, the Egyptian sorcerers, Janus and Jamboree's who stood against Moses and their arrogance. How many of you remember who Janus and Jamboree's were? Not many. A few. It's when Moses came against Pharaoh and declared, let my people go. You'll remember that Moses took his rod and threw it down and it became a serpent. Janus and Jamboree's were the sorcerers. They were the demonic instruments that were partnering with Pharaoh in that hour. It says that they too took down their rods and their rods became snakes. But it says that Moses' snake killed and overcame them and ate both of those snakes. And Moses picked it up by the tail and it became a rod again. Come on. Are you with me tonight? So it will be in the last days with those who reject the faith with their corrupt minds and their arrogant hearts standing against the truth of God. Those are are strong words. Standing against the truth of God. But they will not advance. For everyone will see their madness just as they did with Janus and Jambres. We have come through the anniversary week of Roe versus Wade. I see Sue Ann back there. I'm so glad you and Tony are home. I'm so thankful that you were at the March for Life in Washington, D.C. Welcome home. So proud of you. So proud of you. And we have so much of our family coming in and out of Washington, D.C. all the more. And I'm about ready to return myself. It's been a, it's been a very sobering and difficult week. Uh, throughout this week, my wife and I have had a lot of meetings with a lot of this family. And, and we've said to one another, wow, how the last 48 hours have been so bizarre and so grieving. Wow, how the last 72 hours have been so bizarre and so grieving. It's been hard to shut off the tears. It's true, isn't it? It's been hard to shut off the anger. The anger and the tears and the pain of what we see. The depravity to which man will go to declare in the name of their own rights what belongs to them. It's stunning. It's baffling. It's baffling. It keeps you up late at night like it keeps us up late at night. My wife and I were, forget which night it was, but we were just interceding and praying and just could not shut off the tears. And finally we laid down in bed and we prayed for nearly another 45 minutes in the spirit and just weeping and just fell asleep in prayer. Bren woke up before me and I went downstairs and the spirit of intercession was on her so strong. We just continued for the next couple hours just interceding 
for the very soul of our nation. This is where we all should be. It's where we all should live. We, as a company of people, as a family, call victory a church of His presence. We'll make no apology for interceding for the President of the United States. Three weeks ago, while we were praying, we were in a very intense time of prayer. Many of you will remember this. We had a prayer line up here, but we were also praying and interceding for God's intervention on our southern border. We were loosing legions of angels to help our homeland security teams and workers. You remember that? And we were praying over our nation. We we began to pray and decree over President Trump the right strategy for the Lord to help him and give him wisdom. And that night, there was a man who was visiting for the first time, and he got up, and he was giving all of you the finger from behind you. He was giving you a a double bird. And he marched to the middle doors to try to get my attention while he was flipping me off. And our security team grabbed him. Thank God for our security team. And the man said, the man said to one of our security team in disgust, he said, I cannot believe he is doing that from the pulpit. I cannot believe he is praying for President Trump from the pulpit, leading the people to pray for him. And I'm thankful that that man was ushered out of the property. I want to tell you that where we're going, it is, it is required of us to amp up our prayer. It is required of us to amp up our level of intercession for the emergency and the urgency of where the United States of America finds itself right now. We are about to make some very important announcements for the life of this church as we are going to soon be moving to a new facility that's going to cause us to begin to have more meetings throughout the week, midweek meetings, nights of prayer, nights of worship and intercession and burning before the Lord for the soul of America. I believe that the Lord wants to use victory as a rallying point. A rallying point of intercessors and watchmen and worshipers and warriors. And there is a tribe in this region of true watchmen, warriors, worshipers that God wants to rally together. We will see people coming from many other churches as we begin to hold these nights of prayer, they will be citywide rallies. They will be citywide, regional-wide rallies as we begin to pray and intercede. And I'm thankful that we will not have a time limit on us as well like we have tonight. Amen. Amen. I don't know what it was like for you to see what the governor of New York did. 
It's so vile. It's so repulsive. It's so evil. It's so evil. And it infuriates me. But it also breaks me. If Jeremiah were here, Jeremiah would tell you, he said, Oh, oh, that my eyes would become rivers of tears. That tears would pour down my cheeks for the slaughtered people of my nation. I know that we are broken. And we need to be broken right now for our, our nation. We need to be bent. Bent unto the Lord. During the Welsh revival, there was a young man by the name of Evan Roberts. He would always pray this prayer, Lord, bend us. Lord, bend us. Lord, bend me. Bend me. It's becoming our prayer, Lord, bend us. Bend me. I had a mentor in my life. He used to say, I, I'll never trust a man who doesn't walk with a limp. And what he meant by that is that we need to be men and women who wrestle with God so intently that God touches us like he touched Jacob of old. And he brought his hip out of socket. And from that day forward, Abraham, or excuse me, Jacob walked with that limp. It was a distinction that identified him that he had wrestled with God. We must be a people that contend before the throne of God for our great nation in this hour. We must be a people that God teaches us how to pray. That he would teach us how to pray, how to linger, how to intercede, how to let ourselves weep, how to let ourselves groan, groan. For his kingdom to come and his will to be done in America as it is in heaven. I read this week in a vile article of two lesbian women. Now just breathe. The reason we're in such trouble is because the pulpits have been silent about these things. I read... An article of two lesbian women. One of them actually used to be a man. Had a transformation into a woman. And they're raising a five-year-old child. That they are about to give this little boy, this little five-year-old boy, a sex change so that he too can become a girl. I don't know how our children are becoming a science experiment. I don't know how we got here. Matthew chapter 13, Jesus talks about this thing called the harvest. I want to submit to you the prophetic imagery that the harvest is the maturing of every seed that is sown. Hear that tonight. The harvest is the maturing of every seed sown. Do you know... In Matthew 13, Jesus gives the distinction that there was incorruptible, pure seed. But then there was seed that Satan came into the field, 
in the night. And he planted his corruptible, his, his corrupted, vile, evil seed. And it began to grow too. And it was called the tares. And so as the workers of the harvest came to the master, they said, what should we do? I, I don't understand what has happened. I, I thought the seed that we planted was pure. Oh, it was. But you have to understand, the enemy came in in the night and sowed his seed too. That is now growing up and becoming the tares. Leave them alone. Don't try to pull them up lest you pull up the wheat with them. But let them grow together. For the time will come, Jesus said, for the time will come that he will send forth. The father will loose forth and send forth his harvesters. And the scripture tells us who those harvesters are. They're the angels. They're the angels. They're the angels. The Father will loose His angels into the earth. And it says that he, those angels will begin to go into the harvest. Why? Because every seed that has been sown now has come to full maturity. That's what we're seeing before our very eyes. We are seeing the full maturity of such radical, despicable filth. But he said in that time, he said the Father will send his angels. And he will pluck them up, all things that offend. He will bind them and he will throw them into the furnace to be burned. Then the angels will gather the wheat into the barn, into the everlasting kingdom of our Father. There's a great victorious day that is soon going to dawn and appear. We're racing towards the end of an age. I'm convicted that we have to pray for President Trump like never before. I believe we need to be lifting him up in the secret place. I'm asking the Lord to bend him. Bend him, Lord. Put him on his knees in the Oval Office. Put him on his knees in the White House. Move upon him. Woo him. Woo him. Circle around him with your holy angels. Cause him to bend and seek for your wisdom that comes down from above is first pure. It says in the book of James. I am praying for the, the counselors, the Christian men and women of God that God has put around the present in this hour, that they would be everlasting and enduring and persevering in fire prayer right now. It is no secret that we are just seeing the parading of the Jezebel and Ahab spirit. Without a doubt, we are seeing it before our very eyes. It cannot be tolerated. We have to deal with this as the ecclesia. We have to deal with this as the church. To those that know how to pray, we must pray. I believe President Trump is a very baby Christian. From all that I've been told from ministers that I know firsthand 
that know the president and minister to him firsthand tell me he is truly a Christian. He has surrendered his life to Christ, but he is a very baby Christian. You know what that means? That means we must be the ones praying strong, fierce, interceding on his behalf, going before the throne of grace and mercy and saying, Father, Father, deliver to him the wisdom and the strategies and the clarity that he needs. Surround him and his wife and Vice President Mike Pence and his wife. Surround them like a wall of fire with your holy angels and instruct them and give them insight and give them wisdom. Lord, minister to the president in his night seasons every night that he lays his head down on that bed. Every night speak to him in a dream and revelatory, revelatory way in visions. Speak to him in the night season. Shake him. Cause him to tremble and fear your holy word. Let him know your presence, oh God. We all believe that we have entered into a reprieve of mercy. I cannot even imagine where we would be right now if another individual had been elected president. Where we would be. At this hour. We all okay out, out there? Good. I believe that we need to pray for victory right now over the deep state. Which is very real. Which is very real. I believe that we need to be sending angels and loosing angels to petition on the behalf of of our leadership of this nation. I believe that we need to be praying these kinds of prayers. That we would break the power of intimidation. The power of manipulation. The power of domination. And the controlling spirit of Jezebel. I believe we need to be praying very targeted. Very specific. That we break the power of intimidation. That he is set free from all manipulation, all domination. That he is free to run strong, fierce, like a war horse that he was created to be. Come on, church. Hallelujah. If you're taking notes tonight, I want to encourage you to specifically pray this. That you would begin to break all hexes, all curses. All word curses, all spells of witchcraft off of him and his family. You know, as we were praying over Donna and Aaron, it was, it was part of our prayer that, that Peter wrote. He said that overseers, they are the watchmen of the souls of those they serve. They are the overseers. They're the watchmen of souls. Think of that. We need to take this very, very personal tonight as watchmen. We need to stay sober. We need to not leapfrog over these things right now to try to find some comical, blissful place again. Or try to insulate our lives away from reality. 
Because I believe that if you ignore reality, you will not be able to ignore the consequences that come with ignoring reality. So we cannot ignore reality as the church. And we have been very guilty of that for a very long time. I know this is controversial, but the devil is fine with us having good church meetings. As long as you don't take hold of a vision to go take the mountains and bring the kingdom of God. He's fine. He's fine with good services and us celebrating. As long as you don't invade the educational mountain. As long as you don't invade the arts mountain. As long as you don't step foot in the governmental mountain. God is shifting the church and getting us ready to be very courageous to invade the darkness in this hour. I want to take you back to a scripture that I touched on earlier. When Isaiah had this encounter and he saw, he saw the throne of the Ancient of Days. And the Lord was coming in. And the train of his robe was filling the temple. Remember, the Lord cried out. And what did he say? Who shall go for us? Whom shall we send? Whom shall we send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah, Isaiah was so weak and so broken, so fragile. Oh, God, I'm a man. I'm just, I'm a fragile man of unclean lips. The angel comes, takes a coal. You know, God's not intimidated by by our mess ups. <laughs> He's just not intimidated or up in a wad about it. He's like, I, I, I got that. Now that you've admitted it, I'll take this coal and I'll put it on your lips and I'll make your mouth pure. And then Isaiah cries out in such boldness. And he says, Lord, here am I. Send me. I'm telling you right now. That's what we've got to be asking God. We've got to pause our lives right now like Nehemiah. Who saw the broken down walls and wept and travailed and said, Lord, how shall I go? What shall I do? How shall I go? That's what we've got to be asking the Lord in this hour. Lord, how shall we go? And how shall we go together? How shall we intercede? What is your word to declare? I believe the Holy Spirit wants to teach us how to become such a powerful family that when we gather together, the gates of hell are trembling. Trembling. That in the unseen realm, in the dark kingdom, they are truly afraid. Of what God is doing in the midst. We have to be awakened. We have to be awakened. Finally tonight I guess I would say this. Is that we want to position ourselves. For awakening. And for revival. For an outpouring. Of the Holy Spirit in this hour. I'm a person who subscribes to this. 
I subscribe and I broadcast to you, I truly believe as bleak and dark and as vile as it is, we are going to see the greatest outpouring of the mercies, the, the tender mercies of God to win the heart and soul and destiny of America once again. I believe we're coming in to a move of God that the harvest of souls will be more than we've ever conceptually imagined. I believe that even the, the millennials and this generation that is so wandering in the darkness, they will be able to hear the penetrating voice of the Father saying, come home to me, return to me, return to me, come to me, come to me. They will hear the voice of the Lord beckoning them. We are, seated, we are seated in a council of people that I could just hand the mic around this room. Everyone could tell of the wonders of Jesus, how he set us free. Who we used to be. How we once conducted ourselves in the lust of our own flesh. As Paul writes, every one of us were once sons of disobedience, the word of God says. But we could tell of the wonders of God and how he transformed our lives from the inside out. And made us new men and new women. And, and there are multiplied millions and millions of untold souls that it must be their testimony as well that Jesus found me. Jesus rescued me. Jesus redeemed me. Jesus broke the curses off of my life. Jesus broke the generational malfunctions of my life. The things that were indescribable, Jesus transformed me in, in a all these old things just fell off of my life. And I became a new man in Christ Jesus. I became a, a new woman in Christ Jesus. For any man who is in Christ is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. A new day is coming to America. As bleak as it is, and I don't want to sound cliche-ish tonight, but it is always darkest before the dawn. It is always darkest before the dawn. And he's coming with healing in his wings. He's coming to be the rescuer. And the hope of the nations, Matthew 12, 21. He is the hope of the nations. He's the hope of America. He's the hope of our generation. And Christ in you is the hope of this region. Christ in us, ladies and gentlemen, is the hope of this region. So tonight, if you would, if you would just put your Bibles aside and you'd stand to your feet. Cody, would you join me for just these closing moments tonight? Thank you, Lord. Maybe you want to take a hand next to you.
Maybe you don't. <laughs> we say, Father, you're good. You've always been good. You're good. Everything you do is right. Father, everything you do is pure. Everything you do is right. Everything you do is holy, holy. It's perfect in every way, Father. Everything you do. So tonight we stand before your throne, washed in the blood of Jesus. We come in robes of righteousness. We are pure. We are clean. We are spotless before you because of your blood, Lord. So we stand before your throne to access your grace and your mercy for America this night. Bend us, Lord. Bend us. Draw this nation to you, Jesus. Oh, America. Oh, America, God shed his grace on thee. Oh, America, hear the voice of a good father calling you, beckoning you, wooing you. Lord, come blow into our Senate, blow into our Congress. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, blow into our Congress. Oh, God. Holy Spirit, come in. We welcome you. Oh, God. God, we know that you are the God whose mercy triumphs over judgment. But we also know that your holy judgments are your mercy. So, Lord, we ask you to pour out mercy and pour out judgment. You alone are righteous, and you know, Father. You know the hearts of men. You know the hearts of men. Lord, for those that have seared their own conscience and have, they have bound themselves to the workings of Satan. For those that have seared their conscience and have rejected you, I pray, Father, that you would uproot them out of the leadership of America. I pray that you move swiftly, swiftly, powerfully and you uproot them out of their place of authority and influence I pray Lord that those that you have been grooming and raising up in the secret place men and women that are full of righteousness and the counsel of God that you would raise them up in authority now to take their place and be seated in that place of authority. 
in the Supreme Court, in the Congress, in the Senate, oh God, in the seats of governors, rulers, mayors, judges. Have mercy, oh God. Have mercy, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. Father, we fear you. We fear you. We 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 still tremble at your voice. Would you lose healing waves to America this night? Lord, you said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven. I will forgive your sin. I will heal your land. I ask you, Lord, to forgive us for our sin and our iniquity and our waywardness. I ask you to forgive us, Lord. We stand as intercessors tonight between life and death. And we ask, Lord, tonight for mercy to prevail that you would truly forgive us of our sins. That you would forgive us of murder you would forgive America of murder. That you would forgive us of our sexual immorality. Oh God. Oh God, we repent of sexual immorality. We repent for perversion. We repent for allowing an unclean spirit to rule us. We renounce every unclean spirit. We renounce the spirit of homosexuality. We renounce the spirit of lesbianism. We renounce this trans spirit in the name of Jesus. Oh God, oh God, heal us, heal us. We pray for a gender revealing to hit this nation. A gender revealing for men to be men and be powerful and for women to be women and be beautiful. Oh God, let it be so, let it be so. Return us back to you, God. Return us back to you, oh God. Return us back. <laughs> so Lord, I pray for, for this family and for the body of Christ in this region and the churches of our region that God 
you would send fresh anointing and fresh fire to seek you day and night and night and day and access your throne and teach us to become the ecclesia and teach us to become powerful and teach us to, to legislate on earth as it is in heaven. Teach us your ways, oh God. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. Teach us how to proclaim. Teach us how to declare. Teach us how to establish. Teach us how to bend. Teach us how to humble ourselves, God. Teach us how to come into unity and cry out to you, God. I believe that you've chosen this region to become a stronghold for the kingdom of God. So let it be so. So let it be so in Jesus' name. Let it be so. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. I'm aware of what time it is. And again, if we didn't have time constraints, I would just release the altars. I, I would open the altars and I would say, parents, go get your children. And let's just linger before the Lord. And let's just pray. That is soon coming. It is soon coming. It is soon coming. Where we're going to be praying into the night hours. We're going to be staying before the Lord. And we're going to be tarrying, tarrying for our country, tarrying for America, tarrying for the state of Florida, for this region. Would you lift those hands that you're holding across tonight in the sanctuary, our makeshift sanctuary? <laughs> Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for this family. I thank you for the bride of Christ that is radiant and holy. I thank you for the beauty of your holiness that shines in your people. In the name of Jesus, be blessed tonight. Be strengthened tonight. Be healed tonight. In Jesus' name, be victorious. Be favored of God. May the abundance of God chase you down. I want to pray that in your home, your quiet time, your, your devotions, your time of worship, that secret, intimate place with Jesus is so enriched this week. I, I bless you to cry with the Lord. I bless you to cry with the Lord. I bless you to groan in your spirit. I bless you to pray. I bless you to be a mighty man of God, men. I bless you to be mighty women and daughters of Zion, ladies, to pray. I bless you to be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire afresh. Or perhaps even for the first time that you would be endued with power from on high and you would be baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire, that you would begin to pray and speak in other tongues and pray in the Spirit. Oh, be baptized in fire. Be baptized in fire. Fire! Be baptized in fire. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. 
For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.